Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into this Labor Day Monday edition of Sports Scene. Hope you're having a good Labor Day. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Jake is producing our broadcast today. We hope that you will uh, participate. Dan Mullen's presser today is going to be at 1 o'clock. But at this time, every week, it is going to be our pleasure to bring in the ball coach, Steve Spurrier, to talk about what he sees uh, with Gator football. We'll get his thoughts on Saturday's game and look ahead a little bit to Kentucky. Coach Spurrier brought to us by Lake Area Metal Solutions, a local manufacturer of quality metal roofs that knows time is money. So let's bring in the head ball coach, Steve. Uh, Shane Matthews and I are here, and uh, let me start by saying thanks for doing this. And uh, what what you see on Saturday, Steve? What'd you like? Okay, Steve. Good to be with you. Yes, sir. Shane. Uh, well, it was a very good start, obviously, uh, for Coach Mullen and his coaching staff uh, uh, to hang up 50 points on a not very good team, a team that probably going to struggle a little bit this year. But, you know, it makes sense. Uh, I was telling uh, some people earlier, we usually opened up with a little bit of a down-the-line team, Southwest Louisiana, Arkansas State, somebody like that. And it does. It, it builds confidence. Uh, these These teams that want to open up with, uh, you know, a tough opponent uh, like Miami last night uh, getting beat by LSU out there. It's fine for LSU, but Miami could really struggle from that loss. You look back at those teams that, that play those early games, Steve, uh, FSU last year, for an example. They get clobbered by Alabama, and they had one of their worst years ever. Louisville, I don't know if they can come back from the beating they got. So anyway... I don't know. You know, in the summertime at all, everybody's happy as they can be when those big games are announced. And then all of a sudden, you're on losing in one of those. <laughs> it's not as much fun as you thought it was going to be. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, getting back to our game, uh, I think we could have run the ball better. Obviously, I think uh, the Gator coaches know that. We didn't run it as strongly as uh, probably we hoped to do, obviously, through the course of the year. Uh, but, you know, hit some balls, receivers made some outstanding catches, uh, and again, the defense was very good, just a couple little lapses here and there. Uh, but now it's on to Kentucky, on to conference play, so uh, hopefully hopefully our guys will have a good week of practice and be ready for a good Kentucky team coming up. Coach, looking at it, you know, everybody was excited to see what Coach Mullen could do, especially at the quarterback position, and, and Franks was named the starter. Uh, just me personally watching him, he looked like a, a different player, and we all know it is Ch- Charleston Southern, but he looked more decisive making his decisions and was a little more accurate. What are your thoughts on how he played? Yeah, Felipe's got talent, Shane, as we know. Golly, 6'6", 235, 240, can run, can move, and, and throws a beautiful ball. And, uh, yeah, there's a few plays he could have done better, he'll tell you that. And uh, But he had a lot of good plays also. So, uh uh, again, uh, he was much improved from last year. No question about that. Uh, corner route uh, was on the money there. I was glad to see the old corner route hit again. I don't know the last time we, we hit the old corner route. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, Billy Gonzalez and Dan Mullen, those guys got it in their, their offense. So, uh, yeah, on to improvement. Game two. Yeah, on to improvement. Uh, a lot better. A quality opponent coming up this week. So, yeah, hopefully, Flip, they'll have him a real good week of practice and 
and even get uh, a little sharper uh, than, than maybe last week. Steve, you've had the pleasure of coaching and having on your team tremendous wide receivers. I, I really watched, you know, Jefferson's the son of an NFL player, but I watched him in practice, and I was impressed with the way he ran routes and the diligence to, uh, as to how he did his business. Uh, if you watch him, what do you think of Van Jefferson? Yeah, all those receivers are pretty good. Uh, I think the most anyone caught was what two, two passes, two or three. So it was it was spread out. Uh, we played just about everybody uh, on the field there. In fact, Tyreek Cleveland, I was waiting for him to have some big plays here and there, but he just didn't get much either. So, uh, and I thought Scarlett would run better. He had a few runs there. I thought, uh, you know, he ran in there, stopped one time, and, uh, but he's a big, strong, uh, running back that, uh, needs to, needs to get those pads down and, uh, you know, sometimes create a hole if there's not much there, cause he's, I really believe, capable of doing that. So, uh, anyway, the, uh, the receivers, uh, yeah, they, they just didn't get a whole lot of deep opportunities, a few here and there, but, uh, it was a good start and, uh, this this coming week, uh, you know, maybe this is their week. Uh, as a wide receiver, you, you never know what game may be my big game. You just got to be ready every time your number's called. Make sure you get open and catch it. So uh, look for that to happen hopefully this week. Steve, uh, I, the media is going to make a big deal of this because Florida's beaten Kentucky, what is it, 31 straight times. Do you have, Did you ever talk to your team about things of that nature? Not too much, Steve. And we had some pretty good streaks, you know. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we had those Georgia boys uh, four or five in a row. I don't know what our school record was. Uh, we got them seven in a row until until they beat us. They, they beat us, and they beat us that day. It wasn't any fluke. They ran it down our throats, and we were pretty bad on offense. So give the Bulldogs credit. They beat us once out of 12 years. But, no, we didn't talk about it. And I doubt if Dan will say too much about it all week. Uh, uh, the streak has nothing to do with what happens during the ball game. Uh, I, I hope Kentucky will not cover those wide receivers like they did last year. <laughs> uh, we were we were talking earlier. You see that occasionally, but twice in one game, Shane. Have you ever seen two in one game like that? Never. And and you got an entire coaching staff sitting right in front. You know, the, our one was a Tyree Cleveland, I believe, sitting right in front of the Kentucky sideline, and not one coach noticed it from Kentucky. Is that right? Is that how it happened? Uh, I was watching Sports Center, and they they showed Mark Stoops trying to call a timeout, but he he rested out there a little late. I think on the second one. Second one, yeah. But uh, yep, that was, uh, and we went twenty eight twenty seven on two uh, non covered wide receiver plays. So they obviously outplayed us last year, but uh, but somehow we won the game. Steve, uh, you know, in, in nineteen ninety when you came back here, uh, there was a real buzz about what you know, you might be able to do with his team. I noticed a buzz in the stadium the other night. It was not full, but there was certainly a different feel, I think, from Gator Nation fans. Would you agree with that? Well, I would say so. Uh, uh, two years ago, when I was fortunate enough to put my name on the stadium, and we had, you know, a big, I thought a really good crowd there for UMass. Uh, now, UMass was 3-9 and nine the year before, Steve, so it wasn't like we were opening with uh, – uh, Southern Cal or somebody like that, and we were ahead ten to seven going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I said, man, I'd be scared to death if I was standing on that sideline, <laughs> only up ten to seven. Shane, I'd be the most nervous guy in the whole swamp if if that had happened. No doubt. Uh, but we we managed to pull it out and so forth. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I think we'll have a good crowd here Saturday night. And Steve, you know, we're bringing back the '93 team. Yeah, uh, we're having the reunion of those guys uh, this game. Looking forward. Oh gosh, we've got about sixty or seventy guys already signed up to come back. So that's going to be a really fun weekend, I know, for me and all those guys. We'll get together Friday night uh, here out at the Double Tree, and then uh, at the Wright Union we have to get together, and then I think we'll get introduced between the first and second quarter. So that'll be a fun weekend for our 93 uh, team. Steve, I was going to end on that. Uh, just your, your, your thoughts and your memories about that 93 team. Well, I was just looking back on all of our all of our teams, Steve, and it's a, sort of amazing how similar they all were. Uh, they all twelve won between nine and twelve games. And interesting enough, the '93 team was the only one we had in those twelve years that won eleven games. Uh, we had two that won twelve, and a whole bunch of them won ten, and, and a few won nine, three won nine. Uh, Two at twelve, and the rest of them were right around ten. And the ninety was only the uh, the only one that won eleven, and it was the first team to win the Sugar Bowl ever, and the first uh, second Gator team to just win a major bowl. Uh, people don't realize we only had one major bowl victory, and that was my '66 guys in the Orange Bowl. And twenty-seven years later, we won our second major bowl here at Florida. And that was the uh, 93 Sugar Bowl. Eric Red had a big night. I think he was the MVP. Terry Dean, quarterback, Willie Jackson. Lawrence Wright had that pick right before half, and somehow or another ran it back. It took him about two minutes. He <laughs> weaved and bobbed. But that was one of Lawrence's high- highlight plays, and I'm sure we'll be reminiscing that one uh, Friday night. All right, Steve. Pleasure to have you here, and uh, we'll get you back here next week, get your thoughts on Kentucky. Enjoy the reunion with the 93 guys. Okay, see you this weekend. You got it. All right, Coach. Thanks, Steve. Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach with us. He will join us every Monday at this time to talk uh, some Gator football brought to you by Lake Area Metal Solutions. It's amazing, Shane, what he remembers. Oh, that dude remembers everything. You know, a funny, I guess it was uh, Charlie Dean, who's a tight end here. His son and my son are the same age, and he plays quarterback down in the Tampa area. And this was probably when Coach was still at South Carolina. I don't remember what. I think they were going into their ninth year or something, and you know, the kids are out at camp doing the drills with coach and stuff. And so Charlie and I found a, a Gatorade tent because it was hot as heck. And we're in there just drinking some Gatorade, and coach comes wobbling over there. Charlie Dean, Charlie Dean, remember that steamer you caught against Georgia in 1991? I think that's the only ball you caught all year. I mean, you know, this is Charlie who probably only caught one ball, but yeah. coach remembered. Yeah, and the route. Yes. And the route. That yeah. that I mean, it's one thing – to say, well, I remember the touchdown pass, but it's one thing to say, the route. That's right. That's amazing. Uh, all right, Shane's here. Uh, Dan Mullen will talk at 1 as we get set for Kentucky. We certainly want to get your calls, so 392-8255. Our email is srussell at wruf.com. Facebook Live today. Jake, our producer, will take care of that. You got something you want to pass along that way. He will make sure we get it. We'll also take a look at uh, week one just from an overall standpoint, see what you think maybe has changed. Certainly uh, LSU last night uh, with what Burrow did. um, You know, if you remember, I guess it was either Friday. I think it was Friday when I said uh, somebody at LSU that I trust said to me that Burrow looked to be the part that he would be the best quarterback they've had there in a while. And while his numbers last night 
were not overwhelming. Shane, I know you watched a lot of that. You liked what you saw with him. I did. Uh, I think he was below 50%, but Miami, they brought the heat. And uh, he had a couple drop passes, but what he did was he managed the game very well. He used the hard count, which you don't see a whole lot from under center these days. Got Miami to jump. But he also uh, checked off a few times at the line of scrimmage, saw the blitz coming, checked the run the other way, and uh, LSU had a really long touchdown run on that play. So he did a lot of little things great. He, you know, he didn't wow you, but, I mean, if you're an LSU fan, you got to be happy because what you've seen <laughs> the last five, six, seven years hadn't been very good. Yeah, and, and remember, if, if he was in the mix with Haskins at Ohio State and truly there was competition there, that should tell you what – you know, his skill level would be. All right, we'll get some calls here and uh, emails about the game. Look ahead a little bit. Todd will start us off today. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. Good. Um, I just wanted to comment. Um, I was listening to Steve uh, Springer there, and one of the things that I saw before the game started was when they were coming out of the tunnel, um, I was really um, Glad to see the fire, kind of a nostalgic look in Mullen's eyes. He looked like a guy that wanted to be there. He looked like a guy that remembered all the good times he had there as a coordinator. Um, and I liked the way they spread the ball around. Um, but one of the things I, uh, Christian, and I kind of agree with Steve was that uh, it looked like the running backs were just a little bit slow, especially Scarlett hitting those holes. I was wondering if you can comment and see if that's maybe just a little bit of conditioning or if he's missing some of those blocks. Well, you know, it's hard to say right now. You know, um, I thought we could have run the ball a little bit better. I think uh, when it's all said and done, you want to be balanced. But, you know, I think Dan Mullen had a plan going into this game. And I think when they break down the tape, they're going to see little breakdowns, whether it's the the running back not hitting, taking the proper steps, hitting the hole correctly, or maybe – the O-line not taking the right steps. But his plan, as you could tell, was to throw the football and to mm-hmm. get the people excited. Uh, I mean, wh- why would you waste a jump pass if you didn't want the people excited? And and I think his, his plan uh, worked pretty well. Yeah, here's, he did that. Here's what I saw, Todd. And, again, naked eye not seeing coach tape. It looked right. like the, the offensive line didn't get a lot of push that there wasn't a lot to run through. So if you're starting to get the ball and you look and it's clogged, you're going to either you know lower your head and ram in there or you're going to stutter step. That's what I kind of mm-hmm. saw. I, I just didn't see clear running lanes, especially early in the game. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. I think it was uh... – I don't think it was predictable in any way. They spread that ball around, and I think uh, that passing game will get the offense uh, running game going. Thanks, guys. All right, Todd, thank you. It's twelve seventeen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry. Well, the answer is always yes. Labor Day sports scene. Dan Mullen will talk to you at 1 o'clock. We'll take your calls, questions, and comments. Stay with us.